Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Around the world and in East Tennessee are observing Good Friday today. It's the day believers commemorate the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Several churches around town will hold living stations of the cross today. Each of the 14 stations tell the story of Jesus leading up to his death. Participants are invited to help carry the cross as Jesus did on the first Good Friday. You can find a full list of events right now at WBIR.com. Tonight marks the beginning of Passover. It's a Jewish holiday that commemorates the Israeli, Israelites' liberation from centuries of slavery in Egypt. The highlight of the observance is the Seder, which is held on the first two nights. A local rabbi says it's important for the community to understand why these holidays are celebrated. It's important for all people to know that Passover and Easter, although they don't always coincide, and they, they're two different holidays, there's this sense of renewal, the sense of togetherness that both holidays really speak about. You know, I know Easter is a really, big a really big community gathering kind of holiday for Christians, just like Passover is for the Jewish community. And I think that if we can work together, we can, we can um, make this more about renewal for all of us, more community building for all of us. Passover lasts for eight days. Okay, um, welcome to the show. Has Christian Walker become America's next first baseman and the D-backs add an, yet another catcher to their team? Hello, Diamondback Nation. Welcome back to the Rattle Up Podcast. My name is Blake, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, Chris. We are here tonight on Friday, April 19th. Just want to wish all of you a happy Good Friday. Hope everything is going well. You can tweet us during the show at edbacks or hit me up on Instagram at everythingdbacks. And the call-in number to call in during the show, talk about whatever you want, is 845-277-9345. Again, that is 845-277-9345. Nine three four five. Looking to catch a looking to catch a game sometime soon? Stubyard and the Baseball Podcast Network has your back. Head over to stubyard.com and use the code BPN10 to get yourself ten percent off any purchase at checkout. We're looking for we're looking out for you. Head over to stubyard.com and get yourself some, some cheap tickets using the code BPN10 at checkout. It supports the show and you score on some cheap tickets at any game, concert, or event. So it's a win-win situation for the both for both of us. Getting into Diamondbacks news, obviously there's the big story that came out today. Uh, Blake Swihart getting uh, dealt from the Boston Red Sox, who was recently DFA, uh, designated for assignment over here for Marcus Wilson. We'll get into more into that later. But first, I just want to say, Chris, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good too. Uh, today was a good day. I'm getting ready. I'm hyped for this podcast. 
we're going to get into our weekly awards, and we're actually going to start doing this biweekly because it's kind of hard to judge, you know, awards off based off a of one-week basis. So these are starting today. They're going to be every uh, every two weeks. So, Chris, if you want to start, start us off, take us through your awards. Okay, so um, this week we have Silver Slugger Cyan, our surprise and disappointment for this week. And for my Silver Slugger, I have uh, Christian Walker. He's been doing amazing the past week. He's been on a tear. And, he, uh, and he's also my surprise because uh, he really was really strong for a while, and then he kind of fell off, and now he's back. My son Young is Grinky, who picked up his second win on Sunday against the Padres in the 8-4 to win to make it so we weren't swept and to take a game at the end of our homestand. And the disappointment of Escobar, he's drawing a lot of walks, and he's getting on base, but he's only hitting 222, and I expected more hitting-wise from him. Yeah. I also have Christian Walker as my silver slugger. He's been absolutely killing the baseball. He had to go through – uh, he go through that two for 22 skid, but he's rebounded and he's looking, looking like a very, very solid middle of the order bat. Uh, so I, I went with Luke Weaver. He put together a couple of pretty nice outings. Uh, his last game was actually scoreless and he's been getting a lot of strikeouts too. So obviously that's what you want to see from the, from the young arm that we got in the Goldschmidt trade. Obviously uh, Mike Hazen and the crew has envisioned him as one of the you know top uh, arms of the future. Surprise, I went, with, I went with the wild card here in Tim LaCastro. He just got called up, and he's been honestly doing pretty good. If I can just pull up the stats here. Remember, it was a game against the Braves where he reached base in four separate ways. It was, I think it was, it was a walk, hit, and a hit-by-pitch, and an error. And he's just, and he's been he's been getting on base. Um, if we actually look at yeah, in 2019, uh, only 16 plate appearances, but 364 uh, batting average and on base over 560 and an OPS of 926. So, uh, no extra base hits on the year, but he's getting on base, and he also has two stolen bases on the year too. So he's been doing pretty good, um, and we'll see how he can uh, contribute to the team later on as the season progresses. And yeah, also disappointment. I had Eduardo Escobar. If we're paying him seven years, twenty million dollars, I would hope that he would have a higher than a than a well, whatever the. Uh, Isn't it three years? Th- did I say seven years? Yeah, I meant to say three years, twenty yeah. million, seven seven million a year. That's what I was going with. That higher than a six thirty six OPS. Um, I'm sure that will turn around, but uh, through yeah, through nineteen games, I would expect that he'd be at least you know somewhere around the two in the middle two hundreds with that batting average. Maybe but, he'll maybe he'll do what Goldie did last year. He kind of struggled at the start of the year, and then he picked it up. Yeah, well, Goldie was getting on base at an insanely high rate, and uh, three oh nine for Escobar isn't really going to cut it. So. That'll do it for our le- our weekly awards. Well, I guess now, yeah, bi-weekly awards now. We're going to get into some mailbag questions that you guys sent in uh, today. Asking the sh- um, It's going to ask us about whatever you want. We're going to start it off here from the real uh, Nathan Hernandez. Are you surprised we got Swihart? Um, I am very surprised we got him. I We already have three catchers in the major leagues. And we have four major league catchers, really. And I don't see why we need a fifth. But maybe Lavello is going to start taking a bench full of only catchers. And I don't see why he would do that. But, I mean, he can now with the, how many catchers he has. Yeah. Well, I, I think they got Swihart. Well, first of all, he he's a very uh, solid player. He's only 27. And they basically got him for nothing. 
They did give up Marcus Wilson. Uh, we'll get later into you know what his impact has on the show later, but but yeah. Uh, but what they said is that they're not actually going to plan to use um, Blake Swihart as a catcher, and that's kind of what he was doing in Boston too. Not there. So he says, here's a tweet from Steve Gilbert. D-backs GM Mike Hazen says Blake Swihart will not initially catch, but rather move around left, right, third, and maybe some second. They want to get his back going first. So obviously I think he's just here for his utility and his versatility, uh, kind of like, like Chris Owings last year. Um, and yeah, so I'm definitely surprised though because because I wouldn't think that Diamondbacks would be the team. I think there's some other 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 teams out there that really need a catcher that don't have one. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, am I glad we got him? I would say yes. I think he's a good young player, and and I don't really see what's what's wrong with it. So yeah, I would say I am surprised, but I'm not disappointed. In your opinion, who is the best team in the National League? This comes from Randall Dave, Dave Vandal. Um, there's a bunch of good teams, and uh, I have to say right now it's probably the Brewers, and uh, mm-hmm. they've just been on fire, and Yelich has been doing amazing. Yeah, but I, uh, the I'm, Pirates I'm like, currently have the best win percentage, but the Brewers are still better. Yeah, I, I, the Pirates are not going to continue that success uh, for for this long. Their starting rotation is just too good to keep it up. I mean, they have like two guys that are under a one ERA. But yeah, the Brewers are the best team in the National League, and I expect them to make the world the make will make the World Series this year, and um, and just it's because of one man, and that's Christian Yelich. He has completely revitalized this this Brewers team. Uh, him and Lorenzo Cain in the outfield. I mean, it's they might be the most exciting team to watch. Christian Yelich hit his I think his 11th home run today, which that puts him in full possession of uh, first place when it comes to the home run uh, home run total. So I mean, who knows? He can win a triple crown this year, even like. That that's just it's unbelievable what what he the numbers he's putting up and to think what they got from from him. And I'm sure there's a lot of other NL Central fans that are enjoying watching what he's doing to the Cardinals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's just lighting up the Cardinals. Basically, I, I think someone uh, they do this every single time, but like he someone edited the Wikipedia page and made the Cardinals owner Christian Yelich. But yeah, they have absolutely been killing it. So. Yeah, the brew. I would say definitely Brewers for sure. Uh, next one here comes from Typical Sports Memes. This is actually going to be our last question. He says, final record prediction. I'm assuming he's talking about the Diamondbacks. For the D-backs final record prediction, if they can keep up the pace they're going at, I'm pretty sure they'll be around 500, but I don't think they will keep up the pace they're going at. So I think they'll end up with more wins than I originally thought, but probably around 70, 75. Yeah, um, and the whole thing, the Diamondbacks have been decently good at avoiding injury this year, but we saw how much it bit them last year, uh, pun intended. But anyway, yeah, so I think you'll know, finish around high, the high 70s. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't think they'll, they'll, be, they'll be too bad. I don't think they're going to be in like, the, in, like, the 60s or anything. They're not, gonna, they're not, like, that bad of a team. They're still a very competitive team, but I don't really expect them to make the playoffs just with how crowded the National League is. But who knows? The NLS doesn't look as good as we thought it was going to be this year. Obviously, the Padres are doing good, but the Rockies and Gi- Rockies aren't doing great this year, and the Giants obviously are the Giants. So that's as long as no one that. else gets hurt on their home run trots, yeah, uh, then we should be on pace. Yeah, yeah, we should be good. Oh yeah, Avila. Well, yeah, so that's going to do it for the mailbag. Thank you guys for sending in those questions. 
So we're going to get into talking about – yeah, we're going to talk about the news coming out today. Yeah, the Diamondbacks officially announced uh, – I'm just going to read the official tweet here. Uh, the Diamondbacks have required have acquired the 27-year-old plus international uh, bonus pool money uh, for, yeah, for the 2018-2019 signing period from the Red Sox for outfielder Marcus Wilson, obviously talking about catcher slash utility guy, which is what it seems that Mike Hastings and Tori Lovello are going to use him as. Uh, yeah, uh, Blake Swire from the Boston Red Sox, and obviously a move that a lot of Red Sox fans uh, were not very uh, appeased at, uh, and a lot of and a move that most baseball fans were questioning their heads at because scratching their heads at, I should say, because I mean you, you're they basically uh, cut Blake Swihart in exchange for Sandy Leone. So I mean, I I, I get that they're trying to get their defense uh, better with you know because the Red Sox pitching has been atrocious this year, but I I, under, I don't really I really don't get why they would do that. And uh, before we get into any of talking about Blake Swihart initially, I just wanted to spend the rest of the segment talking about who they traded away, and that is outfielder. Uh, Marcus Wilson. Wilson, he's a 22-year-old. He was a second-round pick back in 2014 out of California. And uh, he started the start of the year in double-A, uh, slashing 235, 350, and 529, three steals and two homers. He is number 20 on Arizona's uh, prospect, uh, top 30 prospect list. Uh, spent last year at high A, 6'3", 175. So he's got a lot of tools, uh, not, not a lot of power, but he had 10 home runs last year. But you know, he's got good defense, uh, great speed, um, and he's been able to put the ball in play. Uh, and it seems like he's been able to get on base, too, um, with that average. So, yeah, he's going to Boston. I think he will be a pretty good role player for Boston. Obviously not in the near future extent of how they're, they're, how, how crowded their outfield is. But, you know, maybe in the future, you know, he could, he'll be good. And um, do you think it was, a, it was a fair trade to give up Marcus Wilson for Swihart, or would you – one wanted a little bit like give us for us to give us a little bit less away. I think it's a fair trade. Um, considering we don't, we have, we don't really need Marcus Wilson. I, cause the our outfield right now is pretty young and, uh, except Peralta, but we really don't need an outfielder in the future. And right now we need a player that likes Wyhart that can play all around especially considering if he can play second base, that's great because Wilmer, Wilmer Flores is not cutting it right now. So we definitely need someone with some better defense. Mm-hmm. And especially it's, it's all about the depth too, because because at some point, you know, someone's going to get injured and it's, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be someone we already saw it this year with Jake Lamb and obviously Steven Sousa Jr. And Alex Avila also. So, you know, I think, I, I mean, we, there's a lot of other outfielders in the system, guys like Jake McCarthy. Um, so I don't think Wilson is a huge part of Arizona's future. But I think, I mean, I think we'll definitely have a, a decent major league career, just depending. But I do like the move because you also get that international uh, bonus pool money. More on that in the next segment. We're going to hit an ad here, and we'll see you back after that. Hey guys, this is Benson from Bucko Booth. Just want to make sure you tune in this Saturday at noon Eastern, different time. I'll be running the Pirates 10K race on Saturday morning at 7:30, so we'll be at, on at noon this week. So be sure to tune in either way. 
we're going to give you our three takeaways from the Pirates' two-game series versus the Tigers. They swept, so that's good news there. Three takeaways from there. Uh, the Pirates continue to be the battling Bucks in the sweep against the Tigers, fighting back. Uh, every game is close, but they are winning these games. And, uh, yeah, Keone Kella, uh, he needs a break. We're going to talk about why and what he can do to get back to the pitcher we uh, traded Taylor Hearn for. All this and much more on this week's episode of Bucko Booth. Please tune in, noon Eastern, new time, noon Eastern, this Saturday, Bucko Booth. I'll let you guys get back to the show, but I hope to see you there Saturday, noon Eastern. See you guys. All right, welcome back to the show. Just going to continue our talk about Blake Swihart and that whole trade. And one of the things that I think went overlooked in that trade was that Diamondbacks got that international slot pool money. Uh, obviously, uh, when the signing of Yasmani Tomas, which has obviously not worked out, uh, I think he, I think he's in the final year of his deal, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be rejoining the majors anytime soon. He's not even on the 40-man roster. So it looks like they're just going to let his contract play out uh, until it expires. I think when when they signed Yasmani Tomas, there was a lot of you know penalties, and they couldn't like sign anyone else. I think it was like a half dozen prospects over the next like few years. So getting that slot pool money uh, and trying to get some more of this international talent, which is something the Diamondbacks have kind of lacked in, uh, you know, I think I think that's good too. And it's also because you know Boston they already DFA'd Swihart, so they didn't really ha- really have a lot of leverage in that because it's like oh you 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 have to trade him now or you release him. So it's like you get something for him or you get nothing. So if they didn't DFA him, they were trying to trade him. They probably had uh, they probably would have gotten a better return, but. Yeah, so the Tinker Diamondbacks definitely won that trade. They get the uh, bonus pool money, and they get uh, a pretty good utility man in Blake Swihart, only 27 years old. Yeah, it's definitely a good trade for the Diamondbacks, considering, and uh, about how you mentioned Tomas. And, yeah, that was awful, except he has one more year on his deal. I just wanted to mention that. but uh, He does, yeah, he signed through 2020, but he also, he, I'm Swihart is definitely a good player. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've heard he's not a, an amazing like catcher compared to Leon, Leon so they wanted to get rid of him because he was, wasn't considering their best catcher, but it, I think it's a good trade for both teams. Yeah, but then, then again, Sandy Loon's probably going to get up there and hit a buck 80 and have like a 210 on base, so... You know, you got to value offensive or defense, I think. And, I mean, for the Red Sox, I think it's more about their actual pitching itself instead of the catching. And also, I think that one of the reasons Swihart wasn't doing so good in Boston with his defense is because they were trying to use him all all around the field. And he wasn't really I, – I, I, I was talking to someone about this. Yeah, they, like, he didn't really have a lot, a lot of opportunities to work on his actual catching and getting the signs on all down in his pitch framing because he was trying to, you know, learn how to play third, learn how to play left, learn how to play the corners. And then, you know, learn how to play second, you know, apply tags, all that. And he didn't really have time to worry about catching. But, you know, I think it, it, it just gives the Diamondbacks more versatility. It seems that Swihart is going to be their emergency tech, emergency catcher now. Um, I don't think he's going to play catcher unless, like, yeah, you say, like, it's like the late inning and you, only have a, and you only have, like, one catcher left and then he gets injured. You can put Swihart in there. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's just there pretty much just for his versatility and his bat. Um, in in a long season, it's still in April, and who knows, you know, how the team is gonna shape up across the season. I think this is a good uh, move, and 
who knows? Maybe it's just that change of uh, change of scenery story. We saw that, you know, with guys like Jay Harrietta, where he just changes from one team to another and he becomes a star. So maybe that could be the same thing. You know, it could be that maybe, maybe it's the same thing with Swihart. Hopefully, it is the same thing with Swihart. Yeah, well, probably not as good as Arietta. I don't think he's going to win a. Well, I guess it'll be a. He's not going to win an MVP or a Silver Slugger, is all I'm saying. But I, you know, maybe he can really live up to to the hype that he had already. So, uh, past that, we're going to move into talk on Christian Walker. Now, Christian Walker, when during the offseason, it looked like after obviously after the Goldschmidt trade, a lot of people were questioning who's going to play first base, and it seems that question uh, was it was answered, and it was Jake Lamb was going to be the everyday first baseman, even against lefties, as Tori Lavella said. But then, you know, as things expi- uh, as things transpired. Christian Walker absolutely killed it in spring training. Um, if I can just pull up a spring training stat, yeah, he hit he hit 367, 429 on base, plugging over 600 and OPS over a thousand. Yeah, he was definitely killing it in spring training, and he's been killing it this year. Uh, after he had a very uh, not great year last year, only hitting 163 through uh, 49 at bats. But I think, uh, you know, he got the start on opening day versus the lefty. He killed it then. And he's just been he's just playing versus lefties early in the season. Jake Lamb got injured, and then boom! What do you know? And Christian Walker is full time first baseman. I think he was heading towards uh, being the main everyday first baseman, anyways, due to how he how he was doing, and Jake Lamb wasn't doing that well even before he got hurt. So I think Jake Lamb was going to be our everyday starter, anyways. It just helps him a little bit that he got that well Jake Lamb got hurt yeah I mean but all I'm saying is it's like if you were to say who who Diamondbacks like best power hitter is this year um I mean I don't think a lot of people would say Christian Walker obviously he has a tremendous pop but uh he's kind of been blocked by Paul Goldschmidt the last couple years and again it looked like he was going to be be blocked by Jake Lamb but obviously Jake Lamb's out and I think Christian Walker has secured the first base spot, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, he did have that one skid where he did, I think he went, yeah, two for 22 or something along those lines. And I think the main thing with that is, you know, once he, once Jake Lamb got injured and Christian Walker was getting at-bats uh, versus righties and lefties every single day and he kind of was that guy, it, it might have got to himself and he might have been trying to just, he might have just been overthinking things and, and you know, it's that sudden pressured realization like, oh, I'm the guy. I'm the first everyday first baseman instead of being the guy who oh, maybe gets a pinch hit opportunity once at once, you know, once here and there. Or, you know, maybe he'll get a start for his lefties if Goldie needs an off day or flam. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but you know, as, you, as you mentioned, he kind of struggles when he uh, doesn't have many at-bats because those are pinch hit opportunities. And those are hard at-bats to just come into a game after sitting for – an hour and a half and just having mm-hmm. to hit. Yeah. So that that yeah. could explain why he did rough a little over that stretch when he wasn't starting. Yeah. And yeah, and he wasn't getting up major league playing time. He was on the roster a decent amount last year, but he was really only playing, yeah, again, pitching, pinch hitting situations or when Golden needed an off day, which was pretty much never, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, but now on this, his stats on the year, hitting 308. 373 on base, slugging of 683, and OPS of of 1,000 and then 1,056. I mean, he has been lighting up the show 
six home runs, 11 RBIs, five doubles. Um, if I can just, what's his war this? Yeah, he already has a .6 war. And, um, you know, and he's been playing defense fairly well. He's made a few nice plays. And he's even got some uh, speed to him. He's got two stolen bases this year. Um, and he and he is definitely he's definitely a, a really good athlete. He's only 28, and if he can continue this, he's going to be a very good uh, first baseman uh, for the future. Uh, you know, and a really good replacement, I would say. Obviously, not as good as Paul Goldschmidt, but you know, he's a good bat you can put in there, and a guy who just pretty much came out of nowhere. But he, yeah, he's lighting up the show this year. Yeah, as you mentioned, Christian Walker and his three stolen bases. Paul Goldschmidt had a uh, had pretty good speed for being a first baseman, and Christian Walker right now has the same amount of stolen bases as Gerard Dyson, who's probably the fastest guy on the team. So uh, even though it's early in the season and that probably won't stay for a while, it's pretty impressive that he has that speed to show early on in the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christian Walker, I mean, he's only had, like, what, like 70 uh, total play uh play appearances before 2019 and it's just yeah he's just gotten thrown right into the fire and he's been producing he had a couple home runs in that Atlanta series and he's been he's just been absolutely killing it uh uh yeah Christian Walker I think if he can just even if he can keep it up I can see him being uh you know a 25 home run guy by the end of the year uh putting up some pretty good numbers and you know I don't think he's going to keep keep this up I don't think he's going to have an OPS of over a thousand by the end of the year but you know, he is he's looking like a veteran hitter out there, even though he's barely had any major league playing time. So yeah, I'm very uh I'm very excited about, for Christian Walker and uh I think I think he's obviously he's not gonna play every day because when Jake Lamb gets back he'll have his starts at first here and there and then maybe you can move Jake Lamb to third and Escobar to second, keep Marte in center field, whatever, but you know I mean, yeah, Christian Walker's definitely locked down the first base spot for the foreseeable future. We're going to get into a weekly recap here just of the Diamondbacks' uh, previous games. So starting on Friday, that they dropped 2-1 to the Padres, and then they also dropped it on Saturday, 5-4. I was actually at this game, and it was very frustrating. It kind of reminded me of last year how the offense, how the offense just, just couldn't, like, score in the late innings, and they had so many opportunities. And, you know, they, I think it's one play had the bases loaded and, and, like, one out, and they hit it in two-double play and like, in, like, seventh inning, and it was just – it was – yeah. But So they lost that. But then, and then uh, Chris, if you don't want to take us through the rest of the games. All right. So in the season – in the series finale for uh, – against San Diego, they took the game 8-4. to four. Then on Tuesday they had an off day. And uh, they then they started off a three game their three game series against Atlanta and a long road trip throughout uh, playing the Cubs and the Cubs Braves and Pirates, but they swept the Braves nine six three two and four to one, and then today the Cubs and the Wind beat the Diamondbacks five to one. <laughs> the Wind, yeah. Uh, let's talk about today first because that was. Yeah, there were it, the wind was about blowing about 200 miles an hour. I mean, it was basically hurricane five conditions out there. I'm obviously exaggerating that, but you know the wind was it's insane. There was a pop up I think in the second inning, and Wilmer Flores just couldn't get it and it, and allowed a uh, two runs to score and a Chris Bryant double. And yeah, the wind was just blowing all over. It wasn't just blowing hard; it was just it was just swirling around. That's what you get with Wrigley Field. Uh, 
yeah, and there was another ball. Cattell Marte just couldn't – he just could not track down – I think it was a, a hit off Wilson Contreras, and he just – he was like 50 feet away from it. He just could not find it because of the wind. So, Dimebacks still probably would have lost even if, even if it wasn't for that. Yeah, they definitely still would have lost, but it looked like Marte was under that ball, and then it just moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to talk about this, this Brave series because Diamondbacks, they – I mean, yeah, they, they took three out of they took three games in a three game series against the Braves, so then they swept them. Uh, definitely, yeah. In in the, in in the first game, they won nine to six. It was tied six just going into the top of the ninth. And then Christian Walker hit a leadoff home run in that. Adam Jones also killed it in that game. Adam Jones has also been a very good addition to this team. Uh, and a very, I mean, we only signed him for like three million dollars, and he's been really good. Obviously, he kind of had an off year last year, but that was also because. He was in Baltimore, and, like, let's be honest, he probably just lost all, you know, what's the word, morale when he's playing for a team that can't even win, like, barely won 50 games. But They didn't win 50 games. They didn't win, they? Oh, yeah, they actually they finished, like, 48 wins, something like that. Yeah, that's bad. But, yeah. And, then, and it also didn't help they didn't score many as many runs as they probably normally do. So they all he also probably didn't get as many appearances and chances. Yeah. And then Greg Holland, uh, he saved two of those ball games, and then Yoshi Hirano saved the final one. Uh, you know, Braves bullpen was pretty bad in those games, but yeah, I think there's a lot of good to see here. Um, the pitching has been doing pretty good. Obviously, today was kind of an, uh, uh, an outlier. Um, but yeah, Dimebacks on the road tomorrow at 11:20 a.m. and also on Sunday against the Cubs. So yeah, and then after that, it's off to Pittsburgh, and then back home against the Cubs on. Uh, next Friday and Saturday. So a lot of good stuff to see. I want to thank all you guys for tuning into the show tonight. We will catch you next Friday. Have a good night. I hope all of you have a great weekend. See ya. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fector. Rattle Up is a baseball podcast network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram. Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710 and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. And YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.